Hello and welcome everyone to this episode of Witches on the Couch. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Nikki and I am a witch. Hi, I'm your other host. My name is Jade and I'm also a witch. Shocker. OMG, I'm so excited to share this with you all. Actually, I had like a family member or a friend or something like listen to this podcast and they were like, oh my God, Jade's a witch. And I was like, it wasn't well hidden. That's what uh, (laughs) your brother, when we first started doing this was like, "Um, you're a witch too. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I think literally had, cause you know me, gotta throw that sass on there, Uh, which threw him off, which was kind of funny. I I have a repressive family about it so like it's a secret but it's also not a secret because I do do this this podcast we do this podcast um like I literally tell my husband hold up I gotta go meditate for a little bit hold on I gotta go do this spell oh shit I left my potion bottle out hopefully it worked like I wanted things like that. Like it's little bits. I'm not obvious, but there's little bits like that. It's constantly there. I always just feel like it's very obvious. So I think it's like surprising when people are shocked by the fact that like, oh my God, Jade just said she's a witch. And I'm like, duh. Also you should find it obvious because literally most of my magic stuff is done with you. Um, Again, as we've talked about in previous episodes, at least briefly, we used to have a full elemental circle. We do not anymore. Four down to two. Nikki and I are the last ones left. We've got a bond, man. And we're like the most volatile elements of that circle. And we're like, we're all that's left. I'm fine with that. But also like... The messy ones. (laughs) Because whenever I, I constantly, I feel, but... It's not that bad. I do go to Nikki when I like I hit a spell because I'm peculiar in my spell writing, but I'm like, Nikki, I really want a a symbol, a sign for this spell. And I'm just I don't know where to go with this. And so Nikki will guide me through that because I can tell in my heart, in my gut, my soul, however you want to put it, that that's what this spell needs. But again, symbology is huge in Nikki's realm, not so much with me personally. I so love symbology. Yes, exactly. So you go to the experts. That's kind of why we we like to do these deep dives. We're not very well first, so to say, but we are. We know stuff. We know some stuff, but we also I feel like we're better at telling you how to narrow down your searches. That's that's fair. That's it's how more I feel for like helping dives. you do a better Google search. Yeah, because honestly, like, if you, have you tried Googling air spells? Shit comes up with like Magic the Gathering and Elder Ring, and I swear all these other things. I'm like, no, this is not what I meant. I do remember because obviously we are of the age. We once knew MySpace. That's the age that I just can say what we were with the internet. To give you a context where the internet was. We were in the golden age of MySpace, yes. <laughs> what people would say. So I do remember once upon a time where you could Google, like, witch fire spell. And it was just, like, witch blog after witch blog. And they would all have, like, sparkly pointers. 
Yeah. And well, God, honestly, what a time that was. It was like that up until like just three or four say, years like, ago. Four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really it tries me nuts because like I really could just do put in like the stupidest thing to Google and I could get a lot of resources and eventually find what I was actually looking for. And now I actually have to know my shit. Prove it to Google. This is some baloney. Yeah, I miss, I miss the wit. I miss the witches of the internet that used to make all these little blogs of spells that they had, or like collections of other spells, or just like the random shopping sites that used to be around that were just like witch supplies. Oh my gosh, yeah, like the sketchy seeming sites that actually were legit, where I got my athame and things yeah. like that. For yeah. sure, for sure. Uh, we used to have because we're big on. Again, I don't know the best way to say it. We call lore, Catholic mythology, lore, etc. So the archangels are a big thing with us. Got these rings, these necklaces, etc. Of Enochian sort of translated symbology of connecting to certain archangels. So those shops were good i don't know i can't find a whole lot anymore there's a few on etsy and like if you go to etsy i actually i got mad today because i was trying to look up a certain spell type and it's not one that's often used so literally it came up with again like magic the gathering and elden ring and then it came up with Etsy and I was like, I don't want it to be blocked by Etsy. Give me that witch blog that we used to always have. There's a couple that I have saved, but they're only for like, one's only good for like ruinic things. One's only good for like plant things. They're really good for it. Besides that, come on, man, internet. Get with me. Witch blogs come back. I, I'm not going to lie. That ring is a sore spot on me. I loved that ring. I wore it all the time. Uh, I randomly lost it like six years ago. I have no idea what happened. It was like literally one day I woke up and it was gone, which was a shocker to everyone involved. And I have never been able to replace it. And it still makes me a little sad. <laughs> Yeah, man. Those were the good days. Yeah. Anywho, we have ten- good old us tangenting right at the beginning. We, Welcome we to just- our podcast. We're talking about the Secret Circle episode nine of the one and only season, Balcoin. Balcoin. Uh, very weird name that I misspelled 10,000 times in my notes. Okay, I yeah. did not, but I was just like, what What are we getting at here? Like, this seemed like, all I could think about was Bitcoin. I'm like, I know they're not getting at that. What is Balcoin? Balcoin. However you want to actually say it. I think they say Balcoin. So we've talked a lot about how, like, I've kind of been the cheerleader on a few things in this show. I think I will remain the cheerleader of a couple things on this show, but man, did this episode really try me i did not like this episode until like probably the last 15 minutes and then i got really into it i did not like this episode um for multiple reasons that i think we're gonna have to get into because that's that's what this podcast is about not about the classic internet searches of witches at age 13 
but about the secret circle. At least that's what our title says. So let's take it away. So it starts. Uh, Grandma Jane is looking at Cassie's parchment, doesn't recognize any of the symbols. Cassie points out, well, like, I thought you would since it has your initials and Grandma doesn't say anything about that. Odd. Uh, Cassie tells her she keeps trying to call Calvin because Calvin left it for her. So he must have answers, but Calvin's not picking up. He's not, he just seems to have disappeared. She can't get a hold of him. She can't find him. This, Grandma, was, kind of a, this was kind of a surprise to me. Sorry, did not mean to uh-huh. interrupt immediately. I thought everyone knew Calvin was dead. No, technically, only Jake knows. I I just assumed it was like one of those things that they didn't clean up the body, you know, where it was just like, ah, and another death in the small Washington town. And the team was like, oh, no. I It was just surprising to me that, like, everyone's still looking for this guy. And I was like, really? You guys all think he's alive? All right. Good question. Who knows what happens off camera? Uh, Grandma, though, Grandma Jane says she'll have Henry, Henry Chamberlain, look at it because you know he's an elder and blah 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 blah. Cassie gives her a weird look. Um, Grandma, he's dead, he died, remember? Oh, oh, yeah, I just forgot because I haven't been sleeping very well, is Grandma's excuse. Grandma Jane's not doing okay. Yeah, like super red flags to everyone, but they're not going to go into it, and they're going to just glossy Jeez Louise. They're just going to cursory gloss right over it. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, So Cassie goes to school. That's how we end that scene. Woo! As per usual, awkward interaction with Grandma? Oh, I gotta go. I kind of forgot they still went to high school. (laughs) Okay. It's been a while since we've had, like, we're at school. Kind of, but. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we have our intro. I'm, I don't know why, but I feel like I always need to point out now, since we had that diversion, now we have the short little bit and the intro again. We're sticking back to our original. And as per usual, this this episode does have a few really short fucking cuts that kind of don't matter (laughs) so after the intro we have one of those uh basically it boils down to a whole whopping minute and a half boils down to melissa's cousin holden is in town surprising her at school even though he's a college dude from ucla yeah Ah. uh because she's too depressed and her dad was like hey come help cheer her up bottom line uh also diana's really happy to see holden apparently she had a huge crush on him when they were 12 tell some embarrassing something story that i didn't really care about so i didn't write it down but bottom line he's back she likes him she's single wow i wonder where this might go yeah new hot guy introduced to shake things up revolutionary 
Um, also, this is where we get the, I, I okay, I will say, I re recognize this. I kind of miss this formatting. The CW ending event of the episode where Holden is also in town to help Melissa's dad with the big fundraiser. I wonder what's this show's gonna take place during. I kind of miss this. Like this used to be like a staple to CW networking. It's like, oh, didn't you know, like the independence parade is here. And that's like then what they're gonna do for the second half of the episode. <laughs> I didn't think about that actually. They've done it a lot through here where it's like, we start out at the high school and Melissa and Faye are talking about who are they going to invite to the dance? And then that's the second half of the episode or like, oh yeah, there's the big farmer's market. And that's the second half of the episode. We have to set up what our big event is that everyone can go to for the second half. So it's going to be this fundraising event. <laughs> this blank fundraising event which the we don't mariners actually... no hold on was... spoilers man i was gonna get to that well they don't get into it until for like a couple more scenes and i'm like what what was the point of holding any <laughs> cuts over now to faye hiding in her mom's office she can't stop thinking about grandpa grandpa henry don says they must be strong for each other Especially because the Maritime Memorial Fundraising Gala is tonight. Yes, this is the fundraiser Holden was talking about. Again, that I thought you would establish early on, but no good old CW. Uh, Faye can't believe that mom is still going to that. Like, I know that you're, she's co-chair yada yada but death in the family mom you could blow this off and nobody would care i totally agree with Faye on this one this seems totally fucked up yeah yeah because like her mom's like well i'm co-chair and she's like and my grandpa just died like no one's gonna be like i can't believe she didn't show up everyone's gonna be surprised if you do well and logically Faye then continues on. She does essentially blame Dawn for Henry's death because Dawn is the reason she wouldn't let Henry into their lives, period. So that's why he stayed at the lake house all the time instead of having other residences, traveling more, etc. And because he was at the lake house, he got targeted somehow. That's Faye's logic. But also, I mean, Dawn does point out in this scene, they didn't have the best relationship, her and Henry, which is fine. But Faye ends it with um, their history, or Dawn says their history was complicated, yada, yada. Faye, well, it doesn't matter to him now, does it? Which kind of, I thought was a good line. I like Faye a lot in this episode. Faye is, yeah. I've always been a big Faye fan. I feel like I say that every episode. I'm like team Faye. And this episode, I feel like I'm getting some payoff for being team Faye for as long as I've been. At the moment so far, yeah. Faye's really, the ballsiness is a win at the moment. Yes. 
Let's see if Adam holds up because the last two episodes, you've been very pro Adam. I'm so. still pro Adam. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> Goddamn miracle. I know. I oh. it, It's really the effects from uh, Motherlands with God. What's her name? I don't know which one you're referring to. There's the a lot. We all hated and then we like, she was our favorite. Scylla? No, no, no. I don't know. I kind of like Scylla wrong um okay oh my god the the rich one with the mom <laughs> abigail <laughs> abigail thank you uh, wow it's the abigail effect because i feel like i started which is oh my god motherland being like abigail's the worst like look at her but then i learned my lesson and i was like oh no i need to like get it early on these ground floor characters and they're really gonna pay off for me in the long run so i'm getting it on the adam and faye stock market and i feel like they're paying back for me all right let's get through this episode because literally one of the last lines in this i have so much to say all right fair enough that reminds me (laughs) um god's over out of don's office now we're at the old house in the middle of fucking nowhere uh Faye is sitting there in the dark essentially pouting wallowing she's in grieving grief. i <laughs> but i'm trying to say but she is grieving but it's it's Faye. just the way she just seems like she's just pouting there's a reason why i said it she, she it is grieving material she is, is brooding but... <sighs> sitting there in the dark when suddenly jake and cassie come in Cassie goes to turn on the lights. So while she's doing that, Jake like looks around all sneaky like and then steals something, pockets something from the table. Faye calls him out on it though. Just as Cassie's turning on the lights. Perfect. He admits that he took a chunk of Jasper because it's their family stone. He was gonna totally put it on Nick's grave. Faye calls him out on his BS. Oh, you're playing. The dead family member card? Really? I, again, was so happy with Faye here. I was like, oh my god, get him. Yes. Get I him. I like this scene. Oh my god. <sighs> I hate Jake so much. Jake continues with, you know, you don't actually know the real me. Oh, but I think I do. Jake says, you know, you have an overinflated ego. That's why you think you know the real me. You don't. I think I do know the real you. And proving it to all these other nobodies is going to do wonders for my ego. I love you, Faye. Yeah, I really like that. (laughs) This scene also really doubled down on how much I hate Jake. Like, I, Uh, I hate Jake. And it's very obvious from, like, episode one, where I was like, what are you doing here? Get the fuck out. This whole scene was just me being like, yep, still hate him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because, A, do you have a family stone? Is this a thing? Um, no. Yeah. My point was, it's very weird that he's like, I have a family stone and it's Jasper. And everyone just kind of like takes this as an obvious like solution to what's happening here. And I was like, excuse me, um, Cassie, you just became a witch and you're not like, huh, that's a thing? Like you're like you're like obviously Faye. 
Like, no, this is weird. No, I think she would totally do that because she, the past two episodes at least, she's harped so much. I don't know anything about, yeah, she was told lies and she didn't actually know anything about these lies, but her whole point was, I don't know anything about witchcraft and this magic and how any of this works. So I think she really would because she likes Jake. She's got the hots for Jake. God does she. She will take it at face value. I I didn't like this and I brought this up like episodes ago when it happens and like I can only assume Faye though not in the scene is privy to the information from the scene through Melissa but there's the scene where Melissa is bringing flowers to Nick's grave and Jake's there at his parents grave. And she's like, oh, it's really nice of you to come visit your brother. And he's like, oh, why would I visit my brother? Like, I'm Jake. And so I feel like Melissa and Faye are best friends and that information would have been passed on. So I immediately hated Jake there. But now the fact that like Nick and Nick's tragic death is kind of just his out for everything he does where he's just like, oh, well, my brother died. And everyone's like, oh, you're right. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you, Jake. Like, fuck you so hard. I will not feel validated until you are stabbed. (laughs) Okay. Anywho. I don't know if I'd go that far. I hate him. So to circle back all the way around to what we were actually talking about. Family Stone, Jasper. Uh, Face onto him, though. (sighs) So after Faye says, uh, it'll do wonders for my ego to prove you're just a shithead to everybody. She my leaves. Ego too. <laughs> she leaves. This point, Cassie shows Jake the parchment that Calvin left her. He doesn't recognize any of the symbols, plays dumb. But then he shows her, hey, witches used to separate the papers. Um so you can actually like they'd write it and then they put it back together so he like pulls it in half basically and it reveals a family tree turns out at the very base we see uh john blackwell cassie's dad she knows the name that is her dad doesn't know much about him the tree we you know we pan up from him all the way up through the branches at the very very top it says an almost unreadable fucking cursive yeah i say that i (laughs) I write in partial cursive every other letter something like that honestly but like i say this because i went back a couple times because i could not for a while read the first word and it drove me nuts francis balcoin family tree that's what this parchment's labeled francis kind of name is francis francis traditional i thought it said like tracy and then i was like nah that's just my personal slant (laughs) and then i was like is this a like a weird version of john because you know old-timey cursive gets wonky i was like no no it's definitely an r for the second one i could not figure it out and finally finally francis it is francis because we see it almost at the end of this episode Anywho, Francis Balcoin family tree. 
Jake says he does not know anything about anything. He can't help. Kelsey, uh, Cassie should go see Calvin. Keep trying him. And then Jake just leaves. He's like, I got stuff to do. He literally is just like, oh, I got a thing. And just like leaves. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, yeah. Um, also, this is one of the first times we've really done really deep zoom-ins on the parchments to kind of see what they look like and like what's going on. I'm 90% certain the first page, the symbol on it is the Wheel of Fortune from the tarot card. And it kind of bugs me that no one's recognizing it. Yeah, I'm like, honestly, there's a couple of rune symbols that again since the beginning i suck with symbology i think he's the go-to there's some ruin symbols though uh there's one symbol that sort of looked like the beginnings of um a demon trap yep as seen very often in supernatural i thought i saw it too well there's also like a hebrew version that's like similar where it's not a pentagram it's a star of david that has like rune signs around it it's not used for demon traps but it's used for like magic um and so i wasn't sure if it was a demon trap because i watched supernatural or if it was like the hebrew symbology so i was like huh and then i was like i'm also 90 percent certain that's the wheel of fortune which is tattooed on me <laughs> And I was like, it really bugs me that no one is recognizing uh, basic tarot cards. I was just going to say, yeah, this sounds, this is all sort of basic symbology. Like, just like, I, I feel like I could, I could even just like go to an evangelist church and be like, if I held this up, are you completely baffled by what the hell am I holding up? And they'd be like, no, that's a tarot card. I'd be like, thank you. And I can move on with my life. And that's kind of where I feel like I'm going with this parchment analogy is like, I want to hold it up and be like, even if you don't understand what this like circle means, totally understandable, um, recognize it. <laughs> Just be like, I think that's a tarot card and we can move on with our lives. I don't know. It's driving me crazy. This Thank episode you. drove me crazy. So we cut away from Jake just being like, I got a thing. And Cassie's like, cool. Cassie. Um, and so like Cassie's now just chilling with Diana. They're just hanging out. I don't know why they're just like hanging out, but they are. And basically this is all just to catch up the viewer on everything we just saw, but we're just going to narrate it to Diana. So she's like, yeah, I found this family tree and I can't find anything online about it. And it's crazy. And Diana's like, that's nuts. But then we get like two fun tidbits where Cassie's like, yeah, there's that huge fundraiser later. CW, I knew the event was happening. And she's like, I think I might ask Jake. And she's like, oh my God, you should do it. You guys kissed. And it's like, oh my God, you're right. And then she's like, oh my, are you going to ask Adam? And she's like, no, I'm just single right now. And like, I miss him so much, but I'm just trying to live me. And she's like, yeah, I understand. And that's the whole reason we're there. <laughs> but then we cut away um, to Jake, who's meeting up with boss man and gang of witch hunters. Uh, what appears to be the river shore, which goes back to another, aha, another body of water boss man cannot be away from the bodies of water he is a reverse vampire 
or a mermaid. I don't know what's happening, but I have a large conspiracy theory that goes around Boss Man and Bodies of Water. <laughs> Go see our other episodes for conspiracy theory. It's solid. Uh, it is not. It is. The Jovian scene where he's not on a body of water and thriving. Exactly. Doesn't exist. So basically, Bossman and Jake are just meeting up once more to be like, oh, you need to like kill Cassie. But not really, because this time Jake is saying how they found out about this Balcoin lineage uh, through these parchments. And apparently the Balcoins were like the origin of black magic. And they changed their name over the years so that people thought they died out to become the Blackwells. And the witch hunters were so stupid, they didn't know how to go to court documents to see a name change. And that's the premise for this. Well, I assume it was back in the day where there wasn't necessarily a court document. It just suddenly showed up. It's just suddenly there. Legitimately, I have an old coworker. Their family disassociated from an old, like, great, great, great great-grandfather they added an s to the end of their last name when they moved and that was enough so all right touche i'll give uh witch hunters some credit so boss man say take this information to the council so they'll figure out what's going on there which also fascinates me because that means that there's two shady councils in play in the show and we have met neither (laughs) I was like, oh, another council. We will never be. Um, but then, like, Jake's like, yeah, okay, that's that's that sounds like a plan. But he's like brooding because he's Jake. And Boss Man's like, oh, but you have feelings for the witch. And he's like, no, I don't. I'm Batman. <laughs> Damn it, Nikki. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a good joke. It made me laugh way too hard. It was. I hate you for that. Like, like you were totally trying. It segued perfectly. Okay. I will give you that. But I hate you for the whole setup. There. Oh, man. Well, my honest um, feeling. That's fair. So jake denies having feelings for cassie but though he obviously has feelings for cassie because we're gonna try redeem jake but in my head we can't but the show is like no you love him and i'm like no we don't um and so boss man's gonna go talk to this council because they can't kill cassie because now knowing she has this origin bloodline in her it's like kind of impossible to kill her and not something they want to take on right now and that's just kind of that whole meeting we cut back to Cassie, who's just in, like, an abandoned alley. I was like, Cassie, girl, you okay? You want, you want to talk about anything? And she's just, like, in this very weird abandoned alley. And then it turns out, like, this is the back of Calvin's antique store, I think. And she just, like, rattles on the door, which is barred for a little bit. It's like, Calvin? But he's not there. So we cut away. And I was like, what, what just happened? Yeah, she's knocking on the windows that are barred, door that is barred. I honestly, I assumed she was going to break in. She doesn't. But she's just yelling. And uh, the one major thing is like, we cut 
back to like the interior of a car, but we don't see anybody. So we can tell that someone's watching her. That's the big point of the scene. That's all I, I really missed got from it. That. I was like, wait, where are you? Are you okay? What's going on? And I was like, why are you in the back alley looking for Calvin and not doing anything else besides being like, knock, knock, Calvin? No? Okay. Well, I mean that too. But yeah, someone's watching her. Someone's watching her. Um, Cut away to this. And she just like bursts into Jake's room. Yeah. <laughs> and literally cast lets herself into Jake's question mark, question mark. I had the same thing. I was like, Honey, this isn't the foyer where you just burst through. You let yourself into the house. And he's on the second floor. So he's even with your bedroom. So yeah, house, (laughs) room, everything. Just fucking own it. Why don't you? Jesus. (laughs) And he seems startled that she like bursts in and she seems like annoyed. He's startled by this. I was like, no, you are breaking everything. (laughs) a little bit more sense with what goes on in the rest of the scene but at the same time no it's still just Cassie what the fuck it makes no sense yeah it's like Cassie this is someone's house please get out knock oh, read a goddamn doorbell like a normal person <laughs> thank you for really backing up my feelings on the scene because I was like am I the crazy one here who thinks this is not okay i mean we might both be crazy together but no we're on the same page at least (laughs) okay fantastic so gassy break is breaking and entering and then just like walks into jake's room and jake is like what the fuck are you doing in my room and she's like jake but he gets over it really fast and jake's like packing and she's like i hate jake so much Jake is obviously packing like a duffel bag. Like he is packing to go somewhere. And Cassie comes in and is like, why are you packing things? And he's like, oh, you know, just packing up some of Nick's old stuff. I hate you, Jake, so much. And this is a horrible lie. <laughs> Meh. I was it's okay. like, cool, whatever, Jake. But Cassie immediately accepts it. Because when Jake's in the room, Cassie is a complete idiot. Just no critical thinking, no thoughts. Just, oh, well, he said it was this. Like, that he could have been gutting a lion. And she comes in. And he would be like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you know, Nick loved lions. And she's like, yeah, you're right. And that would have been, like, enough for her. I hate them so much. Stick to the scene, please. So basically the scene is pointless. Cassie then gets up the nerve to invite Jake to this fundraising event. She's like, hey, I think you might, we we could go together because there's like that big event tonight and everyone's dressing up and going. Do you want to go? And he's like, no, but it's okay. I just... There's nothing between us, Cassie. And she's like, no, don't say that. I know there is. And I was like, Cassie. 
Lord. Cassie. Nikki. No, that's literally how it's acted. Not quite. It's a little less dramatic sounding than you're making it. Would you like to try the reenactment? It's literally just a little less dramatic than you're doing it. So basically, difference. So basically, Jake is like, there's nothing between us. I'm not interested in you, and I'm gonna like leave here soon anyway. So like, don't get interested in me, Cassie. And she's like, you care about me. And then she gets upset because he won't go to the fundraiser with her. So she walks out, and I assume walks through the rest of the house on her way out. She owns the place, bitch. Uh, yes. And Jake's like, once she leaves, he like starts like hitting and throwing things because he does care about her. If only she knew. <sighs> okay, so I have to share what I wrote. Uh, my notes say, I mean, yeah, she gets, she asks Galley, he says no. She's mad because she's good enough to kiss but not good enough to go on a date with? OMG. And he rightfully points out, that was fucking truth or dare. Like, come on. We know there's something more, but like he rightfully still says, like we can pin it just on that. It's childish. It's fine. I'm not interested. It's totally like the Nick behavior runs in the family. Yada, yada. He's not interested. And yeah, she leaves and he, I literally wrote, she leaves, he throws a fit. Yeah, As he throws he a tantrum. Grabs things, like he's, it's like a jacket or something that he hits the rest of his stuff with on his bed. It's so stupid. Such a childish tantrum. I laughed. I was great. Jake, I hate Jake so much. <laughs> but this also gets better this also stems back to that thing we've been calling out a lot about jake where he has very violent tendencies and i think this is another um indicator of that where i was like oh cool this is resort to violence jake your go-to i have thoughts but it, like a certain scene needs to happen so we need to keep going so oh i, I also have thoughts <laughs> i think it's the same scene probably uh- <laughs> um <laughs> It probably is. I feel like it's the same scene or it scared me. Um, so basically that all happens and that's just useless. And then we get to it's something interesting where my two characters show up. Faye shows up at Adam's place of work and is like, yo, we got to talk. And he's like, are you going to ask me out? Because I really don't have time for it right now. And I was like, I love you both so much. Yeah, <laughs> this scene was great. They form like a little team they got a good bond going. I loved it. I think it helps that I kind of came to this realization in the shows. We kind of separated everyone's into duos. I think the actor that plays Adam and the actress that plays Faye are two of the strongest actors they have here. So they play off each other better than some of the other duos do. I'm not saying they're like stellar actors. This is the CW. But of like the secret circle, I think they're two of the strongest actors they have. Okay. Of the kids, not the adults. Cause I'm not gonna do Jane dirty like that. Like I love Jane. I wouldn't do Jane like that. Um, but yeah, this is great. So Adam like kind of walks off with her where she's like, get over yourself, get over here. 
and they just kind of like go a little away from the restaurant and she's like look jake came to the abandoned house today with cassie and i get you have this weird jealousy thing going on i don't want to get involved and i'm gonna say this the best i can i don't have a jealousy thing going on but jake is very weird right now and i was like okay Faye, i love this i love critical thinking Faye. please continue and she's like so she shows up the house with cassie and he was too interested in everything he was interested in everything she said, everything he saw, everything they did, and everything Cassie, like, had to do. And she's like, that's not Jake. Like, that's too weird that he is so curious about everything around him. She's like, he has to be up something. And I think we got to team up to figure out what the fuck it is. And I loved it. I was like, oh, my God, Faye, my girl, the paybacks I'm getting from having so much faith in you for so long right here i loved it this was my favorite scene of the episode wow all right and then we'll see how like, the rest yeah. of it goes and i was um, like cool i'm in <laughs> <laughs> yes like, this was a good scene this was um i loved it it was amazing and yep anyway that was all i had to say about that it's great now we have a fay adam team up and i love them um Cut to Melissa and Diana who are making bouquets. Yeah, centerpieces. Just making some flower arrangements. Yeah, we can assume they're for the fundraiser. Yep, it's a decor. Wait for second act, people. Um, and basically, this is again kind of those one of those useless scenes where like Diana says how cute Holden is, and Melissa's like, Holden's not gonna be a rebound boy, Diana. Get it out of your head. And that's like the whole scene. <laughs> Boom. And, and then Holden like, comes in and they have meaningful eye contact. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. It, that dramatic eye contact thing. Uh, now we can assume it's the night of the fundraiser as Charles enters, uh, Diana's father. He's all dressed up and he comes to visit Dawn before the event. She's also all dressed up. Faye is not around. It was just the two of them in their house. And Dawn once again makes a play to get possession of the crystal. Basically, she's like, oh, where is it? Is it still safe? Do you have it? I still think I should have it. And he's like, that's cool, Dawn. Uh, I don't think you should. And <laughs> that's kind of how that goes. We also have to throw this in so we can continue with plots without people being like, loophole. So last time they had the crystals, they were trying to use it to call out to the other crystals, but they could only do that on a ceremony that involved the blood moon. We're obviously not going to do another blood moon ceremony in one the same season of a show. So Charles brings up that now they don't need the blood moon ceremony because they know where Diana's book is. And he thinks they can find a spell there that will basically replicate the blood moon ceremony. So when they do that, people aren't like, what about the blood moon ceremony? And that's the whole reason. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> I really like um, Don's reply, I guess I'll say. Um, she goes on to say, well, it was your spell. You keep the crystal. It's your spell that you chose out of your family's book. And look where we are now. Like, maybe you're not super great. I don't know why, but just the way her logic tracks really tickled me. I loved it. 
it was great. We do get hints in this episode that no matter how close of friends they may be now, um, which I is it seems like a very complicated friendship. Uh, this friendship definitely started as a friendship of convenience. And it's very much made clear in this show, in this episode. That's the truth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She also says, uh, like, <laughs> you didn't hide the body well enough for Henry. So he got found and you're holding the crystal and you chose the spell. It's not necessarily working. And it came from your family's book. Like, obviously, ABCD, this is why you should not hold the crystal. Let me be in charge. It doesn't quite track like that. But still, I thought it was an interesting scene to see her logic presented, I guess I'll say. That's fair. So then uh, we cut to Cassie, who's in her house, and she's in her bedroom. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, she's standing in front of her mirror and she's like all dressed up in a cute little like cocktail dress kind of thing and she's just like putting on earrings and stuff but then like Jake's in the room across the way and he's all brooding and romantically looking at her and I was like Jake stop um we go downstairs Cassie meets up with her grandma and shows her like the family tree she found and asks if she knows anything about it and this is where we get another um, Grandma Jane mind hiccup, red flag, where she kind of stares at it for a minute and seems to zone out. And Cassie's like, Grandma. And she's like, repeat yourself. I wasn't listening. And it's like, oh, that's cool. So Cassie says the same thing again. And she's like, yeah, I don't know anything. Like, that's weird. And this seems okay to Cassie. She's like, yeah, okay, Grandma. And they just, like, go about their way. So dumb. Multiple times throughout with Grandma Jane, throughout this episode, I just kept flashing back to that one episode of Witches of East End where Joanne cautious Wendy don't do memory spells. Like, they're so easy to fuck up. And what does Wendy do? She does it, and lo and behold, it gets fucked up. Oh, that was such a good, like, mini arc of Witches of East End, though. Because it, it, it ended in one of my favorite Wendy scenes of all times, which is Night Gardening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I okay. think about that all the time when I'm out, like, watering the plants at night. And I'm like, I am Wendy. I'm Night Gardening. <laughs> okay, weirdo. I kept thinking, too, that, yeah, memory is really delicate. And don't do memory spells because it's really easy to actually fuck it up yep it's there there's a reason why people shouldn't do them yeah like you can fuck it up with the little tap on the head sometimes but besides the like on the table consent moral reasons of that's very invasive and horrible it's also like it's probably gonna be fucked up like if we just take that off the table and are like yeah it's fine we're totally gonna do one like it's not gonna end well they're like love spells. Like, just just don't do them. Just stay away from them. Like, they only end poorly. For sure. Honestly. They take a lot of intense magic. And actually, I was trying to do a little Googling. In general memory spells. Came across literally only. 
I should say, the only actually pertinent thing was the Wikipedia wiki page for like spells of this specific series and it said the spell for the memory spell that charles supposedly does to jane which i didn't recall him actually saying anywho bottom line though it said also like you need dark magic to do it that's the only way you can complete it properly i was like ain't that the damnedest thing (laughs) that totally tracks you need dark magic to do an actual memory spell. Because again, in real life, memory is so subjective. It can get so tricky. There's so many different little connections and synapses. You're better off. Just don't touch it. You're more than likely, no matter honestly how advanced you are in your spellcraft, you're more than likely to F it up. Nikki and I, at the beginning of this episode, we were debating having memory spells as a deep dive. It was nixed because honestly, it's too fucking complicated. We don't do them. Yeah, you don't do them is the bottom line. What's the point of doing a deep dive? Our deep dive would just be like a public service announcement being like, memory spells, stay away. Yeah, here's all the reasons why not to. Anywho. Anyway, so... Cassie just seems fine with the fact that her grandma's like losing it. And there's like a doorbell ring and she's like, oh, let me go get the doorbell, grandma. And she walks over and who's in the doorway but fucking Jake. In a tuxedo. Or at least a suit. Looks fancy. It's a suit. He's all dressed up. He's fancy. And he's like, I'm sorry. You're right. There is something between us. We should go. And she's like, ah! And then I threw up. Oh, wow. He, okay, yes. It is really, really CW cheesy. It was good, but again, CW cheesy. I hate Jake! (laughs) So, yeah, he's there in the suit. He admits he feels something too, but he doesn't know how to deal with it, basically. And then will you go to the gala with me? I'd be honored to take you yeah. to the fundraiser. Like, like oh. he tried so hard before to convince her she was just imagining it. It was all that truth or dare game. And then, nope, I was lying to both of us. I'm sorry. Go to this event with me. I hate him so, so much. So, so much. Anywho, so at the gala. Act two! <laughs> pretty much, it. honestly. This really is. So at the gala, uh, Charles, we start off with Charles. You know, he's getting him and Don another refill a wine, a red wine. White and red wine. I actually wow. thought of us in this moment. I was like, oh, what a nice person. Like, I love it when people <laughs> refill my wine. Gets another drink. Goes over, says hi to Jane. She's just being a fucking weirdo. She's so, so <laughs> He's standing there. She's really shaky, holding a glass of, like, champagne, sparkling wine. Uh, tells Charles she's fine. She's really happy to be watching Amelia have fun. And he's like, you 
you mean Cassie, right? Oh, oh yeah. And then Jane just leaves. Like, sort of we get on a little just, nod. Like, walks it's an, away. Yeah. So awkward. I called do, out, I, walks away. I do like, unlike Cassie, who's just like crazy old grandma, Charles is like, what the fuck just happened? Cassie's not in this at the moment she's like in the background she's talking to Jake they're just having a little flirt moment by the side table grandma's watching Charles comes in in the middle you know huge (laughs) yeah oh you mean Cassie we've had a couple scenes where like Jane is weird and Cassie's just like huh crazy grandma jade and just like walks away and moves on with her lives this is the first time where jade's weird and charles is like what the fuck like someone like actually played off of it i feel like for the most part jane's been actually fairly normal all things considering and cassie's been the weird one who's like oh by grad school bye i don't want to have this conversation anymore i've got something to do bye all right touche cassie's the worst kind of she really is i uh, the moral of this episode is it made me hate cassie a lot <laughs> okay uh, wow <laughs> that came out strong yeah moving on we cut over to such a long block honestly so it starts out with adam and faye Dream coming team. to the gala Woo! Yeah, they kind of are in this episode they really honestly, are yeah it's a price the fuck out of me uh my long-term so, stock investment <laughs> okay <laughs> Take <it> so <laughs> bottom line they have a pact basically they must keep an eye on jake at all times adam starts to focus on diana who's talking to holden and other people basically no focus on jake we have to watch jake yes faye like oh you want drinks yeah something with an olive is what Adam says, well, I'll get whatever I can con out of the bartender, okay? I loved this. <laughs> Me too. <sighs> for once, Faye for the absolute win. I love that he thinks she can just get a proper order. He's like, yeah, something with an olive. Like, it's just casual. She's like, we're 16? Let's just see what I can get my hands on. <laughs> like, yes. I also do like, because I thought, spoilers, but not spoilers, I thought what was going to be happening in this fundraiser was like, Faye's like, Adam, eye on the prize, we gotta keep an eye on Jake, I'm gonna get us drinks, that's your job, but then like, Adam was maybe too taken in by Diana, and that's like, going to be a thing, that's how Jake like, got away with stuff, but that's not what happens at all, he's like, all right, you're right, eye on the prize, and then Adam just continues on his job. And I was like, oh, this was nice. Like, I really thought this was going to go CW trope of like, but I must see what Diana's doing. No, he's just like, all right. Nope, it all falls in. Dream team. Crazy. I, I, would, watch, I would watch them teaming up more often. I love I act okay. like they're superheroes. Well, hold on. So Faye goes off, you know, to con the bartender. And then the very next cut, Because again, we have a lot of cuts around the same exact scene. So we're basically in somebody's house. I don't know whose. It's, I don't know what. I assumed it was like an event center or a museum or something. Like something that has like a 
ballroom and like area for drinks. It's like somebody's Victorian house. For sure. Okay. But I live in the Bay, so there's a lot of Victorian houses that have been renovated to like be other spaces. So I feel like that's why I was like, it's not. I don't know. All right. So like I can I can still see it's like technically a museum and that's why it's held here, but like that's fair. Nah. It's not really, it doesn't have any like expand. They didn't knock any walls down or anything like that to expand a ballroom. That's what I'm getting at. All right. Touche. Traditional layout. Anywho. So, Faith goes to con drinks, a red flag. Jake doesn't ask Cassie to dance. He tells her to dance. This is the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> this is one of the scenes. Where I was like, oh, Jake, you're terrifying. <laughs> Yeah. He tells Cassie to dance with him. Cassie's trying to like, and then while they're dancing, she admits, I just keep trying to like picture my mom at my age. Like, how does she do this? What? (laughs) So, okay, I I gotta just jump in real quick. I'm sorry. This is the scene I was talking about earlier where I was like, another terrifying Jake moment. Yeah, Um, man. I knew, I knew this would be it when I was first watching it. Yeah. It's, they tried to play it off like it was cutesy and jokey because we cut away from Adam and Faye being stars to, it's just them like kind of standing there and Jake's like, we're going to dance. And she's like, oh, you're so sure of yourself. Ha ha ha. So like they're trying to play it off where like it seemed like a joke, but Jake, did not play it like a joke it seemed like an order and there is a way this line could be played where it would be like cutesy and kind of fun where like I would say if it was something with like Melissa where she was like you know Melissa's obviously been depressed due to Nick dying and stuff so she's kind of on the outskirts of things and refuses to interact with things so if it's just been like her cousin or a friend or just like someone she knows like we're gonna dance and she's like "Mm, no it's like okay it's not a question you gotta get out there like then that could be cute and fun but like we know Cassie likes kind of doing things there was no reason for Jake to order her to dance with him in his creepy monotone way and I didn't, I didn't like it. It, it set me off. I was like, run from the serial killer who will try to wear your face later tonight, Cassie. It's okay. It's not that dramatic. Jesus, Louisa's. I hate Jake. No shit. Moving on before you go way deep into this tangent. That's all I had. That was all I had is Jake's wow. worst. That's surprising. I know. <laughs> so, You're welcome. Thank you. Jake tells Cassie to dance with him. Cassie's trying to picture her mom at this age. Yada, yada. Can't stop thinking about her dad. Turns out she admits she made up a dude because her mom, it was too painful. So her mom wouldn't tell her too many details. So she learned to stop asking. So Cassie made up her own fake dad as she grew older to get through life, etc. Completely normal, I think, honestly. I think that's very normal. Yeah. So uh, 
comes around to Jake says, oh, I talked to, I happened to talk to Nick just once before he died. And he talked about this sad, short little girl next door, blah, 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 blah. I I think he was talking about you, Cassie. I wrote some of it down too, because it was such bullshit. He's like, it was such bullshit that I didn't write it down. I rolled my eyes so hard. I I couldn't write it down. I wrote it down. Let me just go into this. So he's like, I talked to Nick right before everything. And he just described this blonde, short, sad, but strong, a girl, a survivor, someone I admire moved in next door there is no fucking way nick said that <laughs> like that my like, note is yeah. okay jake <laughs> first of all there's no way jake and nick had this conversation second of all there's no way nick thought this yeah bottom line nick admired cassie from the fucking get-go nick Not said true. maybe like five words to cassie in life or about cassie shit about cassie yeah so then yeah, immediately I, timed. I, I was just like, okay, Jake, liar. <laughs> he made up a story to impress Cassie, is that the point? This was red flag number two of the same scene. Yay! Uh, so, yeah, Nick and Mary Cassie, suddenly Jake gets a call. He has to take this, so he leaves. Adam, of course, we cut over. He's been watching this whole time. Good for him, honestly. Sticking to it, not just focusing on Diana. He has one job. I thought, yeah, it. yeah, amazing. Out, out of the star, this episode, <laughs> star. I go that far, but okay. I love him. Yeah, you've been like that the last two episodes, and it's just it's blowing my mind. I don't know what to say. He's great. <laughs> so we have a like a, a small cut. Holden invites Diana to dance. She doesn't know how. It's easy. He'll show her. Ooh. Holden's gonna be this holding character that we have on the outskirts of the circle who can enter from time to time as Diana continues to date him to prove that she's moved on and not have her as a viable romantic interest for Adam, but still let Adam be slightly brooding. That's at Holden's whole point. <laughs> and of course, good old American education system, catch on the ride, the Name Holden is completely ruined for me. So that's what I kept thinking of. Uh, Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, gosh, it's absolutely tainted me. That's good to know, but I didn't think about that. Yeah. Like, Holden is a very traditional old world name. It was huge back in the day for lots of races, honestly. But I just, I can't help now that I've heard it because I first heard it in Catcher on the Rye and had to dissect that story hella, pardon the California slang, in high school. That's all I can think about. At this point, Jake gets a call. He leaves. Adam has been watching this whole thing the whole time. Cuts briefly, sort of, over to Holden, invites Diana to dance. She doesn't really know how to dance. It's okay. He'll lead. He's got this. It'll be fine. Super cute is what they set it up to be. They're cute enough together. Yeah. Uh, We cut outside, though, to Jake meets up with 
the witch hunter leader boss man yeah whatever his effing name is that we still don't know boss man because again if they said it neither of us caught it they said it once and never again (laughs) (laughs) yeah meets the leader outside they are going to be taking cassie tonight to see the council he already talked to the council they've decided it's done deal Really, really, Jake is supposed to lead Cassie away once he gets the opportunity because she's so powerful, they don't want her to freak out. They don't want to use her magic against them. So when Jake can, he's going to lead her away. He's going to take her to the council. It's all going to work out. I did love Jake's like, this is like a hilarious scene for just what's building. Jake is like, Cassie would never leave her friends or this like event. And they're like, but you can convince her she likes you. And he's like, it's not true. I could never get her to desert her grandmother here. Let's move on with the scene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he continues, the leader does, we're going to fight fire with fire, just like Jake had said. Use her power to take down other witches. So Jake goes back, grabs Cassie very urgently. He does it though. That was why I was like, I'm kind of setting up this joke. He goes back inside and is like, hey, come with me for a sec. And she's like, okay. And that's like the whole interaction. Okay, it's urgent, but not. I was like, I don't think we needed Jake for this. Turns out she'll follow any fucker with a jawline. Wow. <laughs> just because she and jake had a connection okay jeebus so sure uh they walk out together adam goes to follow faye cuts in and good timing because adam now can just tell her hey uh jake's actually a hunter i caught him talking with this leader dude and now casey's gone we have to tell fucking everyone. Adam's a delight. <laughs> yeah. Adam for the win at this point. So they have a quick group meeting in the hallway. And oh my gosh, Cassie's not answering any of their calls. So they do the Scooby-Doo split. And they're going to go searching. Gotta go find Cassie. Because um, she just ran off Jake. As per <laughs> usual, you know, as you do. Cut to Cassie in Jake's bedroom. <laughs> she ran off hard with Jake. And she's like, I bet you just said all that to get me up here. And I was like, oh, Cassie, you think this is sexy times. It is not. Um, this is where everything just kind of becomes a rush of a mess. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it. So Jake just catches Cassie up on Black Magic how there's through this uh, Balcoin lineage and how that means that she's a Blackwell, which is her lineage as well, and how it's very dangerous magic. And this is just like our catch up as a viewer. But then Cassie freaks out on us. It's like, you think I'm a monster? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, so he goes on, like basically it implies his entire fucking book his family's book is just dedicated to how the Balcoin Blackwell line is fucked up. Yep. And earlier, he super claimed to Cassie, I don't know shit. 
and it turns out his entire book is how fucked up her family is. It's about black magic. Yeah, and how yeah. fucked up it is. Yeah. Like, what a turnaround. My goodness. And Cassie's like, you think I'm a monster, don't you? It just, like, takes it very... Yeah, my ancestors direction. were obviously monsters, so therefore I must I'm be a monster, monster, right? That's what you think. That's what you believe. Um, it, it, we go a direction with this. Jake is like, no, no, no. We just have to leave. Like, think of your family. Think of the circle. You can't stay here. So Jake's trying to convince her to leave. And she says she won't leave because her grandma and her friends are here. And, you know, she has a life here and she's 16. So, like, she's not going to run away with Jake, who might be a pedophile. Um, But then she, like, gets a message, which we can assume is from Adam. It's a message that's like, yo, Jake's a witch hunter. Get the fuck out of there. It does say it's from Adam. Yes. I must have looked down when it was, like, instant because I write notes as I'm going. Same. Um, But but, it says, yeah, Adam. And then below that, the actual text is. Yeah. Jake's a witch hunter. Get the fuck out. And Jake's like, what, what's, what's going on? And she's like, oh, nothing. And then she tries to play it off. And she does it in a very weird way where she's like, you're right. We should just go. And I'm like, wow. I thought for Cassie, it was pretty damn smooth. It was weird. Yes. But for Cassie, it was pretty smooth. Oh, it was just Diana just checking in on me. All right, you're right. We should leave. I'm gonna go home and pack my shit. That's fair. The the next part was smoother, where she's like, "I'm gonna go pack then," and I was like, "That was smooth." The the immediate like turnaround, not so much, but like this was smooth. And so she goes to leave, and there's this very awkward scene. Again, I attribute to the fact that the actor plays Jake. I am so sorry, my dude. You are not a good actor. At least not at this point in your career. Maybe you've gone on and not been like Oscar winning, but right now you're not. And so she like goes to leave and he's like, Cassie, you can't trust me. But it's so straight faced and monotone that you're like, do what? <laughs> like kill me? Um, and so it's very weird and strange, but like it's a thing. And then Cassie runs back home. She's standing in the window between her and Jake's place. And she's like staring at him longingly and tragically and sadly. And then boss man goes out fucking nowhere and chloroforms her and she's kidnapped. (laughs) And I laughed. I just burst out laughing. (laughs) And I loved it. Uh, rest of boss man's crew the other witch hunters knock out jake as he goes to like save cassie and he's like no and they just like knock him immediately out like he has no fight he is just dead on the street like instant and that's how we kidnap cassie good job witch hunters you're awesome at this uh cut back to the fundraiser where charles is like still kind of hanging around jane because he's like something is fucking wrong with jane and she's just like standing there awkwardly kind of shaking her glasses of wine he's like jane maybe we should uh maybe we should sit down and she's like yeah i've just been really tired i've been pulling like double shifts at the hospital and i don't really know what's going on and like he sits her down next to dawn so now dawn's in this scene and 
she just kind of starts rambling kind of like she's like high or drunk where she's like Don it's so good to see you like making friends and getting out there like you were so obsessed with Blackwell I'm so glad that like you and Charles are close now like that's so lovely and Don is like cool Jane cool and uh, they just kind of leave her on the bench for an instant to like get up and talk amongst themselves as the evil duo of this party and Don is like what the fuck did you do to Jane (laughs) and he's like yeah I don't know thought so many times of the witches of east end episode where wendy had done the memory spell on what's her face the neighbor who like sees the bugs in the picture yeah. and everything yeah. and joanne's just like you never do memory spells because they're so temperamental and i was like charles you never do memory spells because they're so temperamental Yeah, so Don kind of clarifies that apparently the memory spell was just supposed to erase Jane's memory of what happened at the lake house, uh, which I actually didn't get last episode. I had no idea what they were planning with those memory spells, so it was kind of nice to have that clarification. Um, And she's like, look, it was your spell, your book, your idea. You fucked it up. You fixed Jane. Because we can't have her like this around. Like, she is not doing okay, dude. And he's like, yeah, okay. Then he's like, what do you mean by how obsessed you were with Blackwell? And she's like, oh, forget about that. (laughs) And that's kind of that whole fundraiser event. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I like the scene, though, actually. Don and Charles, for as much as I give them shit, they're a delight to watch. Like, they're fun. I have a good yeah. time when they're on They the have game. the conflict, but it's like a fun sort of conflict. I really did. They, they it's so of- dumb, but I like the line of, it was your book, you chose the spell, you keep the crystal, like this is all on you. I don't care that we did it together. It's your fucking fault. You fix it. They remind yeah. me a little bit of like Team Rocket, like original Team Rocket, where they're like kind of our adversaries, but not really. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what a throwback. I know, right? These give me Jesse and James vibes where it's like, yeah, they're kind of working against us, but like, they're not succeeding in a lot. So they're just kind of there. And I, I I like them for that. They're they're fun to watch. Um, but we cut away from that to the dream team, Adam and Faye, our favorite people. They find unconscious Jake in the street. And Adam's fucking pissed. Yeah. And that's and fair. I, to wake him up, he's unconscious on the fucking sidewalk and they just shake him awake and yell at him. Great start. It's Great CW logic. Start. Yeah. They're just like, wake the fuck up, Jake. And he does. And I was like, good job, Jake. Um, and Adam's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, where is Cassie? What is happening here? What is going on? And Jake basically tells them Cassie was kidnapped by the witch hunters. And he says he'll help them and he'll leave the town afterwards if they'll help him get Cassie. And then they'll help each other and Jake will leave. And there is a point where, again, I really liked Adam here, where he's like, I'll help you find Cassie. And he's like, oh, like last time you helped us when you led us all to the slaughter on Halloween. And I was like, that memory on that Adam. I love it. I saw that episode. 
That's a good callback. <laughs> I'm, I, I like Adam. I don't know what happened. I don't know how Adam got my corner, but he did. Uh, so they basically agreed to team up to go get Cassie. Again, this is like a real like quick one, two, three. A lot of these scenes are now like very quick. Apparently Cassie was taken to the docks. This builds into my conspiracy theory that boss man can't be away from water for long. Okay, some sort of weird mermaid, whatever. Anti-vampire, you know, he needs to be near that running water, baby. Um, they're taking Cassie onto a boat and they're like, let's just go onto the boat and take her back. We're fucking witches. And Jake's like, no, you can't. The boat's made out of ash wood, which is the same wood we used to that circle that negated your powers. This seems like an easy out for how to negate powers in the show, but I'm going to let it stand because every show kind of needs that. So it's fine. So they decide to like just kind of rush the boat in teams. Originally, Jake's like, you guys distract and I'll get on the boat and save her. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. You tried to kill us a few weeks ago. I'm going to do it. You stay with Faye because if you act up, Faye will murder you. And Faye's like, yeah, I will. And I'm like, good job, Faye. So they give Adam a knife and let him be Adam to scurry off on his own. Faye and Jake go another direction as like they're kind of hiding around the docks and this boat. And then Jake does some magic where he like holds on to some light bulbs on this like boat nearby and like explodes the street lights on the docks over boss man's people yeah he says a spell crushes a light bulb and that causes a light bulb close to his target to explode cannot translate what he says fun fact for you i don't fucking know good question but that's what he does it was cool effects it looked good and i do i do like that one of like boss man's dudes like does fall and looks like seriously electrocuted because actually having a light explode in your face is very dangerous to you and a lot of times the shows they're like oh no sparks and then they stand up and life is fine so i like that this actually seemed to affect someone there was like real reaction to it which made me feel good as this is happening and people are being exploded by lamps uh adam jumps onto the boat and goes and finds Cassie. She's tied up. But as like Jake, they just kind of shake her and she wakes up. And he like cuts the binds and they go up top to try to save Cassie. Boss man jumps Adam, has a knife to Adam's neck, threatening Cassie and Adam is like, nope, this is how things have to go. Sorry. But then Jake jumps boss man and like takes him out. So then it's Adam and Cassie and Jake's like, run. So they do. And they meet up with Faye and they do a fire spell to light the dock behind them as they run. And then Jake is just arguing with boss man on this boat of Ashwood. And he's like, how could you betray us? And Jake's like, no, she matters to me. And I was like, fuck you, Jake. But we kind of cut to the rest of the secret circle has escaped. They're on the docks. Uh, Melissa and Diana show up now 
for some reason, just to majestically watch the scene that's about to occur. As on the boat, as Jake is arguing with Boss Man, she's like, he's like, why don't you let her go? She can fight it. She can be good. Like, they're not the corrupt circle you think they are. And Boss Man's like, Cassie isn't the only child of Blackwell in the circle. This line right here. What? I felt gone into watching this episode. <laughs> Damn it. You leave me on this? So we're left with that bombshell as the boat sails away. Jake looking majestically sad on the docks as he watches the rest of the secret circle stare him down. Yeah, Diana and Melissa finally like managed to come up. Yeah. They're all in the dock looking. He's looking at them. The boat's going away. We're left with this bombshell. Nothing actually happens after that line. What the black and episode. So who do you think it is, Nikki? Um, okay, so I feel like I'm being conned into thinking it's Faye, but I don't actually think it's Faye. I don't either. I felt the same way. I think it's Adam. Really? I think it's Diana. Oh, it might be. Because, because like Faye's always into power, which is a Blackwell thing, but I think it's just natural hubris. Honestly. It's also like her mom's thing. You know, they're, they're yeah. very similar in that. And obviously we just now in this episode put out that her mom, Dawn, really liked Blackwell. So yeah. like obviously we're gonna try and make that but i think it's gonna be a weird magical attraction adam and cassie together especially have the best magic we've established that i think that's gonna be towards blackwell that's why they're faded together because you know evil kind of tends to do incestuous things see this is before this is prior i think this is prior to or it might actually be in the age of uh city of bones do you, do you remember that? I remember the series, but like the Shadowhunter series, yeah, I remember, but like specifically, I don't. Exactly so the Shadowhunter series, for those who don't know, I read the first book because my mom bought me the book at a, her work's book fair and was like, it's a fantasy book. You'll probably like it. And I was like, touche, mom, probably. I read it and I remember the day in seventh grade, I finished the book put it in my backpack, went home, and threw it away. Specifically because how the book ends is that our main two love interests, the girl and the guy, discover their siblings. But then they're not. But then they're not. It's just a lie that holds up for a couple more books. But I wasn't into the sexual tension incest plot but i did appreciate she was like the main woman is like that's fucked up i can't believe i felt that way yeah uh i like that part of the plot i didn't like it and i threw the book away and i never went back i don't think it's going to be adam because we have put too much into adam being our our end guy like, it, it, pretend this went two seasons. Adam is too invested to end up with Cassie. It can't be that he's her brother. 
I think it's going to be a Diana brother. We need a way to kind of get Diana out of the picture. You can't put Melissa because, like, she she's hasn't done boring. shit. She's yeah. too boring. Nick's dead. Jake's yeah. a witch hunter. That's all we need for his interest. Which brings us to, like, is it Faye or is it Diana or Adam? Yeah. And uh, I... Faye, they're pushing too much. So I, don't I don't think, think it's I, actually yeah, Faye I'm... because we have already discussed. It was, I think, just with Jake. But we've discussed she isn't actually very powerful. No, I think she's a red herring. Yes. Um, which kind and of brings then, us to Diana or Adam. Yeah, and I think because they're pushing, I think because they're pushing the fate. That's why it's Adam. But it might be Diana. We'll I see. Think it's we'll Diana. see. Diana. It probably will be because they might not actually for once do an SS horse thing. But we'll see. I I also feel like it might be Diana, just because like there was kind of this implication Charles don't like Blackwell. So, like, if his wife, maybe then girlfriend, I don't know, had an affair with Blackwell, which ended in Diana, who now he's, like, raising and is his daughter, that's something we can kind of give Charles to play off of. And we need to get a way to get Diana out of the picture to eventually get Adam with Cassie. Like, we can't, we can't keep having Diana there. It just, it doesn't work. And plus, if it's, like, Adam has this attraction to, like, the Blackwell line, it makes sense why he was, like, into Diana and Cassie at the same time. And I just feel like Diana's boring unless we don't give her anything else to do. But we've built her up too much, and she's too much trying to become Cassie's best friend for us not to give her something to do. And I think the something to do is she's her half-sister. And Adam's just screwing the whole family. Interesting. I can't wait to see more. Honestly, this take really does make it more interesting. <laughs> as horrible as I feel like that is. I I will say, um, like I kind of was like going into this. Uh, this episode made me really hate Cassie and Jake collectively. I hate Cassie's stupid around him. I hate Jake. I feel like they're really trying to push him on us and it's not working. Um, at least not for me, which is funny because I, I'm usually kind of a sucker for the bad boy thing. Like I watched Veronica Mars. I liked Logan. I knew that was a mess. I don't care. That was my thing. Uh, like it's, it's same with that. Like a lot of these like YA drama TV shows, but if Jake just doesn't have it, I'm just not, I'm not seeing it. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I do feel like this is kind of where it's like, I don't like this episode and this is a waste of my time. It's starting to feel like the writers are just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks. It was like at the beginning, they were like, oh, like it's a love triangle between Diana, Cassie and Adam. And I was like, all right, I'm ready to get invested. But then that was immediately taken off the board and we didn't know what to do. And it was like, we got this bad boy next door. Where are we doing with him? Oh, he's dating some other side character. We're not doing anything with them. Let's kill him. And then we brought in his duplicate and stuck him to the wall and was like, what do we do with him? It's like a love triangle. And they're like, yeah. And it's just like, give me something to root for. Like, I need, give me something here. 
Oh, you sound like such an old lady. Because, like, you gotta, I swear, once you turn 20, CW is just not the same anymore. They're totally playing on those high schooler, new puberty, hormones are raging type feelings. Uh, so this is perfect. Jake has a total hottie. He's the perfect bad boy. He's grappling with his feelings of which is bad, but also he's horny for Cassie. So therefore, witches might be good because, again, he's horny for Cassie. Um, I don't know. I felt like it wasn't that bad of a dynamic. I do feel like I stepped back a little bit. But again, it was like the last 15 minutes. So basically, once we get to Jake steps away, has that meeting with the leader outside of the gala, that's when I really started getting into it. Adam was being stupid, but also like he's watching it. So it's good. How dare you? Adam's a delight. <laughs> okay. He was nothing special in this episode to the very end he had some good chats with Faye, and that made okay. me happy sure uh cassie has horny as fuck and that's why she keeps going back and forth on her feelings and her rationale for jake jake's holding things back but then he comes clean and it's just a little back and forth drama i liked it i think just because Again, I, I hate that we keep doing this. This is what we're going to keep doing. I'm going to compare this to Witches of East End. I will give it to you because this episode, I also several times thought of Witches of East End. There we go. So I'm going to bring it back. Witches of East End opens with uh, our girl, Freya, who's about to marry Dash. But then she meets this hot other mystery bad boy, Killian. And it's like, oh no, what's going to happen? And obviously in that dynamic, we root for Killian. And that's the whole season. Like that's what we're supposed to be doing. And it's built like that. And it's made like that. And it comes across well. Like by the end of the season, by the end of season one of Witches of East End, we were like so invested in Killian and Freya. That, that was kind of how it was supposed to happen. I feel like by just throwing these dynamics at the wall and seeing what happens, like, we're not... I have nothing to put investment into. I'm like, yeah, like, I was supposed to obviously root for Adam at the beginning, where it was like, oh, maybe he'll leave Diana and they can finally be together as fate intended. But then it was like, oh no, Jake's here now, but I'm supposed to root for them because he's reformed, but now Adam really wants to be with Diana, even though it really seemed like they weren't. But Diana's now with Holden, and like, he seems fine. So I just, there, there's too many players. There's too many dynamics. Like, we just got to clean it up. Where do you want my attention to be? What romance am I rooting for here? Because... I could root for a lot of things, but um, you got to like keep my attention there, you know? I don't know. I feel like it's CW to not. I I will even, you know what? I will, I will play on their own grounds. Hold on one sec. I will play on their own grounds real quick. I watched the originals. 
arguably people say one of the worst vampire series shows yes it was vampire diaries itself was like at least twice as good i never watched the vampire diaries i only watched the originals how i just did okay Faye, who is also in the originals the actress that is they start the show with her being pregnant with one of the original's children. Yeah, that's a thing. She's a werewolf that's pregnant with a vampire's child. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a multiple theories. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's Klaus's kid for those who watch the originals or Vampire Diaries. It's Klaus's kid. Um, and so a lot of the show seems like, oh, are they going to get together to like make this work? You know? Uh, fun fact, they're not because the romance is actually, while a lot of this is like, they have to come together to like realize she's pregnant and they're going to have a child together. Klaus's brother, Elijah is in love with her and she's in love with him. So there's a weird like love triangle, but not really that's there. And it's a full season where it's like, will Elijah just get over the fact that he's, she's pregnant with his brother's child and kiss her? And it, it, it doesn't happen until like season two or three. Like I, I committed to the show, I admit it. And that's the CW. Like, it, but even then it was very clean cut. It was like, no, like she's not going to end up with Klaus despite the fact she's carrying his child. There's a baby there, but it's probably going to be Elijah. This feels very end game. This feels like what I should be rooting for. And by season two, you're like, this is absolutely what I should be rooting for. And it's the right thing. That's what you should be rooting for. I just want that clean cutness here. I don't know where my direction should be. <laughs> just tell me who it's like supposed to be together. Tell me who I should be rooting for and I'll do it. And don't make it Jake because he's the first. All right, so our deep dive tonight is for memory spells and here's our PSA, don't do them. Yeah, uh, we don't do them. So we have nothing to give you. But and like time and time again, especially even in the shows, which are highly dramatized, they go over. Memories are so touchy. In real life, you can get a little little bit of concussion, etc. And there it goes like a third of your life. You never really know. Sometimes it stays, sometimes it doesn't. Memory. Yeah, just be safe. Don't fucking do it. Just don't do it. Uh, the, the point of this is stay off other people's head. That's not your head. You have no right there. There is no consent there. And that's very violating. So like. And it's very easy yeah. to screw up regardless. Yeah. So uh, don't do it. That's just, that's all we got on memory spells. We don't do it because we're good people. PSA. Bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. So Nikki, which is on the couch? What are you drinking today? Uh, so we, Okay. I'm sorry, listeners, we've been here for like way longer than it seems like in the show. We've been here for hours. I've gone through three different drinks. Um, my favorite, that's it. I finished off my bottle of rosé. I had like a third of a glass left in that. So I had some sparkling rosé, delicious, good stuff. Then I made a Corpse Survivor number two during our first break. Classic. Very classic, very me, absinthe, gin, my two classics, Dorit. Then during our second break, I didn't really want to make that again because it's a little more complicated. So I made something called the bee's knees, which is just gin, honey, and lemon. Hmm. 
also good very warming i feel like it got my throat through the rest of what we've been recording because as i said we've been here way longer than you think the recording says so having some honey involved was an ideal situation and that's that's what i've done through the hours that it took us to get through this one stupid episode and in saying that jade how did you get through it what have you been drinking tonight just about an entire bottle of wine uh one of my favorites so my absolute favorite vineyard benziger uh one of their plots called signatera there are three blocks red blend which honestly don't ask me i don't remember exactly what it's red blend of very smooth 2016 vintage good seepage on the cork oh it really was like 2015 i think was one of my favorites for most of their vintages but 2016 was my second favorite uh yeah very smooth very good nice red wine that's good year and this episode obviously like low-key broke us in a weird way so you know we all need our drinks to get through this analysis i don't think it's taken us this long to get through something in a while and you guys won't recognize that but we recognize it so well we also tangented like fuck but i think that's how much this episode broke us we were like hey remember high school (laughs) (laughs) if you're feeling so deep down that you were thinking of suicide again regardless never fucking do that don't i don't care how deep down you are it's not the actual solution do not but as of july 16th 2022 in the united states of america you can dial 988 and be connected with that same suicide hotline if you're so deep dark down that's what you got to do if you don't want to do that, you have other options. That's fine. Again, it's I always say it's so hard to talk about it. It's so good once you are able to do that, though. So if you don't want to call those numbers, you can also text help. Text that number 741-741. It's a 24-7 crisis help hotline. You can also walk into an ER, tell them you're having suicidal ideations. They can get you checked in and talking with a specialist fairly quickly as well. You have options. Talk it out, man. Hi. As I stated, I'm one of the reasons we are behind our posting schedule, um, mostly because I do live in the United States and this has been a hard couple weeks for women who live in the United States. So this feels like a very relevant hotline more than anything right now. Kind of have been kind of dark in my own place right now. Not that dark, but enough to keep me from editing and things that I like to do, such as this podcast. Because, you know, life kind of sucks right now for a little bit. And I admit that. Um, but, you know, we're, we're trying to get through the other side in the best ways we can especially as to women who produce this podcast. Uh, so it's always really good to have that information. Thank you so much, Jade. I feel like it is more relevant now than almost ever before that we've had it on this podcast in these past weeks of living in the United States where life is a little trashy right now. Let's, let's just be a little real. 
So yeah, we're, we're sorry we're behind on our postings and everything. And if it seems like the show comes out a bit more sporadically than it used to, it is very much down to me because I have not had the energy to do the things I like to do. And um, I apologize for that for all listeners who use this as like a good a good education and entertainment because I, I like that to be this show and I'm sorry if if I'm behind on that for everyone. Thank you though for listening. We really cannot express enough. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's it's always great. It always makes us really feel good with the listeners that obviously do tune in, that get involved, that request shows, like that makes us feel really nice when people interact with us and um communicate with us because you know it's it's nice to to be involved with you guys yeah we're almost halfway through the season so woo! i i did realize we're we're over a third of the way done with secret circle and following secret circle we're probably going to do season two which is the east end and then we honestly don't have much on the docket so any suggestions are great we we love to hear them like secret circle we did not know about until someone suggested it so if you have an idea for the next show please let us know we got next season of which descends and then we're our one episode on motherland for salem season three because that's that's not becoming a series <laughs> or maybe two or three at the most <laughs> we're not doing episode by episode because that's gonna kill us both we'll both die sadly in the process for those who watched our season two um sad <laughs> decline uh y- you know why I still highly recommend going back and uh, listening to Witch to be Stand, uh, not Witch to be Stand, my apologies, Motherland Fort Salem, who those who are interested. Despite the fact the show sucked, uh, I think we were entertaining and we had a good time doing it. If you have more suggestions or anything else to give to us, you can always follow us on Witches on the Couch on Instagram, where we're obviously just the show title. And you can go back and listen to anything that we've done so far on Spotify or Google Podcasts, where we tend to listen to your podcast these days. While you're there, make sure to like, comment, review, whatever you have to do to help other wandering witches find this show. And I hope you enjoyed listening to us during this day, evening, night, morning, whenever you tend to be listening to your podcast these days. We have an excellent time here and we hope you guys have an excellent time as well. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, you guys. Bye.